Okay, notes are up on the right monitor. We have track recording up on the left, and here we go. Okay, whoa, cat is jumping up on the desk. Okay, uh, well, I guess I am Michael Feenan, and this is Real Time Overview with a cat. Well, I hope everybody is having themselves a great start to their Wednesday. I want to take a second and go over to Jake Archibald to start with. He is taking developers to task over the common practice of linking third-party CSS and JavaScript libraries. This is coming after Max Jabob released an example of a keylogger that was written using CSS. The act of including scripts from a source you don't control is ultimately a huge act of trust, and it's one that we as developers very frequently take for granted. While most people believe resources like jQuery and others are secure, it is worth remembering that Bootstrap's CDN was compromised in 2013 and one of their JavaScript files was cloned to include a Trojan. In the particular case being looked at in this article, the attack vector for the CSS exploit is kind of particular with regard to data synchronization between fields, especially as it applies to React. That being said, the lesson is a hard and important one, especially if you are working to mitigate attacks specifically against you and not just your users. Jake gives some examples of this, such as using CSS to make your prices look higher or removing buttons so that users can't buy a product from your site. The lesson here is that sometimes that little extra effort to be responsible for the scripts you rely on is well worth the peace of mind it provides. Personally, I'm a big fan of always reviewing processes and procedures for accomplishing certain design or development goals. It can be really easy to let certain skills languish as you focus on other tasks throughout your day. Jamie Murphy has written an article that fits that bill over at Creative Block that reviews how to structure media queries in SAS. It's called How to Structure Media Queries in SAS. Literally every designer has to deal with the needs of responsive design, and many of them are also routinely using preprocessors for CSS development, so this can be a good review of practices to make that code better. This isn't an article that will blow your mind or teach you some wild new tricks with media queries. It's just a helpful refresher that I think people will find is worth a few minutes to review. Before the graphical user interface, there was text, and Tim Berners-Lee looked upon it and saw that it was good. Text has been and will be a vessel for information now and forever. As such, it's entirely natural that it's found a well-loved home in the design world. The awards team has put together a big collection of examples to look at that they think demonstrate what this year will hold for typography's role in web design. After reviewing a few background points on the state of typography, they go into a huge list of incredible examples of using fonts as design. Some are good, some are, let's just say, less good. But all of them can be a source for inspiration in your next design project and will give you a glimpse of what others are focusing on. In a shocking move, Google is doing something that apparently only they really understand. Ars Technica, along with plenty of others, is reporting on Google taking aim at Slack. We knew this was coming. 
I'm not even really angry about it. This field isn't new, and most folks know that all Slack did was make IRC sexy. We had channel-based chat for groups along with clever bots and notifications 20 years ago. Google entering that market really is barely even interesting. Where I get confused, though, is that they've introduced this as one more in a series of peculiar assorted communication apps along with Normal Hangouts and Messenger, which is not to be confused with Facebook's app, Allo, or is it Allo, Duo, and so on. It's unclear to me why this ecosystem, which has been a bit of a mess since the Google Wave days, can't seem to get its act together, with applications coming into being, merging, splitting, and so forth. So Hangouts Chat which is an awful name, is one more in a list of weirdly confusing attempts to focus people's communication efforts. Google, if you're listening and you want to wow me, how about we start talking about unifying your efforts a bit better rather than introducing more fragmentation. If you're just getting started in user interface design, take a second to go over to the design and sketch medium page. They posted an article featuring 10 simple steps to consider to help you improve your interface design. These tips run from the obvious, like make important text bigger, to the more thought-provoking, such as dealing with shades of black by using opacities rather than hex colors. This is another article that might not hit home for power designers out there, but in a world where everybody's skill set is different and their experiences differ, just about everyone will benefit from one or two of the suggestions here. Also, if you work with other younger designers as well, be sure to pass things like this on to them to help them learn and build from. As we wrap up, we might as well dip into the Google well one more time. The next web has taken a look at Google's tests that appear to focus on bringing material design to desktop search results. Material design itself was released by Google about four years ago to provide a series of design patterns aimed at improving the experience of Android applications. The spec has grown since then and is finding use not just in apps, but also in normal web presentation. This is particularly true with Google's own properties. The article includes screenshots of the layout being tested, and I will say that it provides a nice incremental improvement over the current design of search results. It will be interesting to see if this test makes the cut and rolls out to everyone in the near future. Thanks for tuning in to Real Time Overview this week. If you want to follow me, I'm just fiending at pretty much all the social media places. If you want to keep up with the podcast, look up Drunken UX on Twitter or Facebook. Speaking of Slack, you can join us there too by going to drunkenux.com slack. If you have any news, information, or show ideas that you would like to share with us, you can reach us at any of those places, and we would love to hear from you. Until next week, keep your personas close and your users closer.